Machine. Recorded live. Hey, it's uh, it's Mike, and it's my new show, Old Religion Dystopia, Knowing Versus Belief. And I'm going to have uh, Edward Henry on the show, and we're going to talk about the Flat Earth. Um, Edward was on my other my show from the past, uh, nothing nothing but the truth. And also, you can find his interview uh, that uh, Edward and I did on the best of. Uh, nothing but the truth. So, if it make it easier for you to find that interview, is interesting interview. And uh, Edwards agreed to uh, join me today and to, to talk more about flat Earth. And a lot of things have transpired since uh, we talked about that last. As far as uh, things in the world, before we get going on that, I'll do my own personal business, and then we'll, we'll talk about as books. Uh, uh, later on tonight, I, I got an interview with uh, DDoS, and that should be an interesting one. Uh, and he's uh, heading off this uh, the Bigfoot Dogman Research Project, which is turning out to be a fascinating study of my, for me. Um, fascinating. <laughs> What's going on? There's an awful lot of things they haven't been telling us. They haven't been, have been telling us the truth about an awful lot of things. I guess that's how power, that's how you maintain power, is by lying to the masses. Misleading, or not, better yet, just not telling them at all. Then the next one is going to be uh, tomorrow morning at the Fringe. The folks from Fringe Paranormal, especially some folks from my region, and uh, their research. Uh, and then Monday, Paul Nation with the Indiva or Indiva uh, Bird Project. And New Guinea, and this should be interesting. Uh, then uh, another show with M.K. Davis on the 22nd, and then uh, I'll be having a conversation with uh, Flat Earth Punk and his research on the Flat Earth. So that's a lot of interviews, isn't it? <laughs> it's in a sharp sense. Yeah. Well, you're going to be busy. <laughs> yeah, and that being a, and being a, a full-time single father and everything else, so it keeps you going. That's for sure. Ed. I'm going to say, well, first, Ed was one, you know, at the one of the guests I've had, who's been generous enough to actually send his his books to me, and uh, I don't know, did we ever get the chance to actually do the the book on uh, the, the these? I don't think we ever got a chance to do this, uh, an interview on your solving the mystery, solving the mystery of Babylon the Great yet. But I know my old show, I read uh, at least half the book, but uh, Ed also. He wrote this book called The Greatest Lie on Earth, Proof That Our World Is Not a Moving Globe. Also, he has a book called The Anti-Gospel, The uh, the Perversion of Christ's uh, Grace Gospel. And how many other books have you read? You've written. There's another book around here that you gave me as well. There's a diary or, or it's a... Gosh, uh, oh. Yeah, I've got a... I have a number of, a number of books out there. Um, uh, you know, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Uh, the um, I actually republished a book from uh, uh, Thomas Harris, uh, Rome's Responsibility for the Assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Right. Uh, yes, yes, yes. That was done by Thomas Harris, who uh, was uh, a, uh, a general, who a brigadier general, who was on the uh, on the commission of the assassination of. Uh, or actually, on the on the jury, on the military jury, 
And so he heard all the evidence, and he concluded that uh, Rome was uh, involved and responsible for the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. A very interesting study, a very interesting book. Uh, and it uh, it was, in the old days, you couldn't sell a book unless it was in a bookstore. The problem is, uh, because of the power of the Catholic Church, anybody, any bookstore who would carry that book would be instantly boycotted. And so it, it did not gain a large circulation. Uh, but now in the, in the age of the Internet, uh, you know, anybody can, can publish a book, post it on the Internet, and, and away you go. And so now the truth is, is coming out about Rome's responsibility for Lincoln's assassination. Uh, and and, and to, uh, add insult to injury, they made a monument after him. <laughs> yeah, the other book uh, is uh, a Murder, Rape, and the Torture on the Catholic Nunnery. Um, even for a lot of books, a question I have right up front, right up front, you're, you're a lawyer, right? You're yes. still a lawyer, right? No, not, yes. not, I'm not attacking you because of that. I've heard you. Um, well, I, I consider myself a, a recovering lawyer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, I don't know. Well, somebody who was an AA for seven years, I understand that. Except for one thing. <laughs> you, you, have to, you have to quit cold turkey, everything. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but so the, the the question is, how do you have time to do this? How do you time to have time to be a father, a husband, uh, a lawyer, and to write all these books? Well, yeah, the understand this that that I um I'm not one who will be idle and watch television and things like that. So most of my time is spent. Uh, in uh, in research so that's what i enjoy uh that's what i do and when i was saved uh god gave me a hunger for the truth and so i have um i have tried to satisfy that hunger uh through my research and when you seek the truth uh, you will find it so you're trying to uh, tell me that you can find the truth in in, in law um, actually, actually, pure common law is a search for the truth. Yeah, uh, you know, and in fact, you will. Common law is unique in that respect. Now, uh, you know, the, most countries do not practice common law. They have uh, you. You have a mixture, uh, and we don't actually have a pure common law system here in the United States. No. But in uh, in in other countries, most other countries, they have. Uh, either a mixed system, you use traditional law, uh, or they have civil law systems, you have Sharia law. There's all types of legal systems. Uh, with common law, the, the idea is that you're not actually making law, you're trying to find what the law is, see? And so it, it is the purest form of law, it's the most fair, uh, it has given rise to the freedoms we have in our country. Uh, is and and the it, it does go back to biblical principles. So if you follow uh, biblical principles and you apply them uh, to the law properly, then you will have a very good system of laws. Now, if you ignore biblical principles, then you will degenerate and become like Sodom and Gomorrah, as the United States is increasingly becoming, uh, because they are ignoring. Uh, the biblical principles that are the foundations of common law. 
So we have schools where the Supreme Court has said, no, you can't have prayer in the schools. And they've taken the Bible out of the schools. And they have, you know, when you, when you take out spirituality, there is a vacuum. And that vacuum has to be filled by something. And so what has happened is that vacuum has been, been filled by the world system controlled by Satan. And so now the children are being taught evolution, that we evolved from apes. They're being taught heliocentrism. And so they grow up to be an adult, they, and, and as adults, they continue to believe these fairy tales, and then they believe all sorts of fairy tales built upon those. So, and all of these, all of these pivot are pivoted off of heliocentrism. That is the, uh, that is the ultimate uh, deception, and that deception is the basis for all other deceptions because with heliocentrism, what you have is you have removing from the minds of the children initially, and then all of society, the uh, the concept of a, a God who is above, a God who is in heaven, a God who sits in heaven, which is his throne, and the earth, which is his, which is his footstool. Uh, but if you say, no, 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 we've been up there, and there's nothing there. That is, there is no God, there's an empty space. And so therefore, the Bible is a lie. God is not up there. We've been there. Uh, It's a vacuum of space. It's empty. Just a bunch of planets and stars and things like that. And, uh, And the inference being, there is no God. Because if the Bible says that God's in heaven, and we've been there, and we don't see anything but the empty space, then that calls into question the authority of the Bible. You call into question the authority of the Bible, you undermine God's laws, and what do you have? Man becomes a law unto himself. And when man becomes a law unto himself, he no longer feels the need to obey God's laws because he doesn't recognize God nor his laws. And so you have the degeneration of society. And in order to now bring order what do you need you need more government power uh satan's very clever he must society must be degenerated okay and that's what's happening it's it's, this isn't being imposed they they have to degenerate society in order to bring in, in a police state see you want total government you must have anarchy first uh there is a stage before total uh, uh, oppression, and that stage is anarchy. And in order to bring about anarchy, you're going to have to create um, a uh, a situation where uh, it, it it you know people's conscience are seared to larceny. I'll give you an example: uh, the federal government they they uh, they steal from one group of people and give that money to another group of people, and they call it welfare. Well, that group of people that's that's receiving that welfare, after a while, they think it's okay. It's justified. Just because the government is the intermediary in the fee, in the in the thievery doesn't make stealing any more correct, any more just, any more righteous. It's not. It's still a sin. It's still wrong. Still violates God's laws. And so, what you do is, in the more people that are on the receiving end, the more people the government can control for their purposes. And so what will happen is when you, and, and, and it, it, 
it, it, I think it's going to happen very soon. Uh, when the rug is pulled out from underneath the government, because the government's insolvent right now, and when they no longer have the means to supply all of the goods that people want for free, uh, they're going to take to the streets, and you're going to have anarchy. Because people will, you know, they, they can go without a car for a while. Uh, they can go without certain things, but they can't go without food for very long. And so people who rely on the government for their next meal, uh, it'll be a couple days of being hungry when they're going to take to the streets. And they're going to come and they're going to start taking things from people who have things because that's all they've known. All their life, that's all, they've had the government take things for them. Well, now they're going to have to take it in their own hands and go take it from them, see? So that's, that's what you're looking at. Interesting. Have you read uh, Bab- uh, Babylonian Wall? No. No. no it's, I strongly recommend you read that. And you'll find uh, in history, this is a repeating cycle over and over again, of the use of the usury banking system and um, uh, religion and how it's used to oppress the masses and the city-state uh, structure that we live. And and the inevitable ends of, of in war and starvation and all that you know it's uh, at least two thousand years of uh, Roman rule and uh, Roman based well Greek Greek Roman based rule yeah you can go back to Babylon and all that too if you want but regardless it's uh, this is how uh, the elite have controlled the masses so. It's it's easy to blame those who have been put in this situation, and I believe the vast majority of Americans have actually been put into this situation against their, their, you know, if they were given all the information ahead of time, what was going to happen, things would have changed different. So this has been all big setup, just as it was in, in, um, in, in Russia and with the tens of millions that were slaughtered and caught, forced to eat each other, and in Western Europe, and everywhere else that uh, the European elites go. <laughs> and unfortunately, America is not an independent nation. It never has acted unilaterally and has been under the control since the its foundation by the, the powers, the ruling elites, and Western Europe. So you can start with the, you know, 1783, right, with the treaty, they, and how the King of England dictated the terms, which pretty much tells you that, you know, who won the war. <laughs> and things have never been, we've been fed a bunch of lies over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I look at a guy like myself, who's got multiple sclerosis. My brother's so he's got uh, a Lyme's disease. Came from a father who was second all-state tailback in Ohio State. My mother is an amazing artist. They can, uh, you know, still. In fact, one of her last commissioned uh, uh, paintings was for Art Marcy Captor. And you probably know her about her. She's there. Spends a lot of time over there in Washington, D.C. Um, 
Yeah, I, and then you you know if you look at things, if you look at like the Knights of Columbus, Knights of, the, of Malta, you look at what's going on over there. You know, this whole election was such a blatant demonstration of who has been in charge the whole time. Here we got a guy Trump, because just the nineteen eighties has been propped up and presented to us as going to be the president. You look at the Illuminati playing cards, and it's pretty much. He even used the same slogan from the playing cards. Enough is enough. Oh, you're kidding. kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Oh, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? I've well, seen some of those cards, but I, I didn't realize that they had that same uh, slogan. Yeah, and then you look at all these guys, especially in the alternative media, you know, yeah, probably some of them just you, you know, befriended some that I'd befriended and how they've been playing us like a fools trump you know he's trump trump you gotta be saved from hillary clinton well it turns out they're the best of friends trump and clinton they've been over there at orgy island you know diddling little boys and girls yeah you get this whole thing about uh pizza gate and why was it oh, amazingly it shows up right during the election when in the beginning of the what's uh 2016, wasn't uh, Trump being uh, uh, attempted to prosecute him for the exact same thing? Fascinating. Trump, Trump. And then, you know, we got got Bill Clinton, you know, that that silly charade of a debate, and and then he was, oh, you know, I got three women there that he sexually, uh, you know, uh, assaulted. How many do you think that Trump has assaulted? (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, and what's the name of that guy that was his mentor again? That Jewish guy, because you know the, the connection between the Jewish mafia and Trump is fascinating. And if you look at the Al Smith dinner, you, you pretty much know who's in, who's running the damn show. It's you know. So my feeling at this point is that when you put it all together, we have all been victimized by a very very clever group of men. A very clever group of men. I had a chance to, to speak a little bit to, uh, you know, Bill Mackay. He used to work for um, the Washington Post. Remember him? No. He was the guy that was in the motorcade with the assassination of JFK. He, he was on my show for a little bit. And uh, he really explained something to me. that Most people probably didn't get the message, but the story is more important than the truth. And that is how they have controlled the masses for thousands and thousands of years. The story is more important than the truth. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that because that is so true. I remember when um, the they were debating the national holiday for Martin Luther King. And uh, there was a lot of information about his involvement in the Communist Party, uh, his involvement in subversive movements, and they brought all of this evidence to Reagan's attention. And Reagan said, yes, I agree, I have the same concerns. And he said, but that's not how people perceive him. And so... Uh, we will support the national holiday because people perceive him differently. 
And so perception is the reality we will go with. Is that, uh, is that outrageous or what? It's, 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 it makes all the sense in the world how such a small group of men and women can control the masses. That's, how yeah. it, that's what it comes down to. And you, I mean, come on, you're, you're right there in the heart of it all, right? <laughs> the cesspool, the swamp. Come on. Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but it's, it's well, fascinating. What you have to understand, what you have to understand is that the strings are being pulled from the top. So, um, for instance, this election, well, the people really didn't have much choice. So Trump was basically the person that, that we were given in a two-party system. Yeah. We had a choice of the lesser of two evils. So it's, you can't, I mean, it's... But it was more than that. It was more than that. That was a total uh, psyop all the way through. You know, nobody wanted either one of those things, and nobody was given an opportunity. It was so clever. You know, you have the most hated woman in the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least in our world, um, yeah. I, compared to, you know, the biggest scumbag that ever was. It's just, it's just riddled with, you know, his his connections with the Jewish mafia and the Italian mafia. And his... and um. The fact that he, well, he's just scum. This is his family, his parents. I mean, look, look at his own father and what his responsibilities were. Hell, neither one have this, they don't even have, the, they don't even have, Trump is not his last name. Bill Clinton made I did made not a, know that. Yeah, Bill Clinton's last, isn't that Clinton is not his last name either. I did not it's, know that either. Both of Trump's them were, real, what's, Trump's, what's Trump's real last name? Uh, let's look it up real fast, shall we? Trump's real last name. It's one of those Jewish things. Uh, Trump's real. And I forgot what uh, Clinton's last name. But neither one, you know, both were educated by who? Uh, yes. They were, I think they both went to, did he go to Georgetown? Well, one went to. Uh, well, I, know, I know Clinton did. Um, Fordham went to, and Trump went to Fordham. Trump's Fordham, real. okay. Those are both yeah. Jesuit schools. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, and we know the Jesuits really are. Mm-hmm. Their foundation is based on mm-hmm. crypto, right? Yeah, I mean the, the the spiritual exercises of the Jesuits, and you know they come right out of the Kabbalah. Yeah, yeah. The you know the the but remember now Kennedy, he was uh, he was a bad guy too. But what ha- what had happened with what happened with Kennedy? He suddenly got a conscience. He decided he? to actually act as president. He decided to take control. He decided to put a stop to what the, to the powers that be, and he was going to use the office of president to do so. Uh, and that, you know, he was playing a very dangerous game. He double crossed the Zionist Jews that put him in office, for, and they saw that. Um, they made an object lesson out of him. If you examine the Kennedy assassination, it's really an interesting uh, analysis of the shadow government. And think about it. They were able to assassinate the president of the United States 
and then head off any investigation of that assassination. It's the most astounding thing. And people don't even think about that fact, that there was no real effort to find out who was really involved in the assassination. They had a committee of Congress look into the assassination, and they determined that, in fact, there was a conspiracy. They then turn over their evidence and their conclusion that there's a conspiracy to the Department of Justice and said, go investigate, find out who is involved in this conspiracy. And no investigation was ever opened up. Just stop and reflect on that. Every murder in the United States that has not been solved goes into a cold case file. They're never closed. There is not a statute of limitations on murder. Yeah. Okay, and even the smallest sheriff's department has cold case murder files, which they periodically review and get evidence on. And every once in a while, an old case after 30 or 40 years might get solved. They never close those files. Yet the Department of Justice never even opened a file to investigate who was involved in the Kennedy assassination after Congress had determined that at the very least Oswald did not act alone and very likely was not even involved at all in the assassination. It's the most astounding thing. Just stop and think about how powerful would the perpetrators have to be if they can control the very organs of government and, and head off not only an investigation, but prevent one from even being, even starting. Think about it. Well, that yeah. Same group, that same group that controlled the government then to prevent the investigation is in power today. Absolutely. And has always been. The problem is we're just yes. slowly, we're, always, we're slowly waking up to what the, you know, the, the average Joe is slowly waking up to the realization that there's always been an oligarchy and its, and its connections to Western Europe and the ties. And that, um, they have always been in control. That the politics itself is an their organ of, uh, you know, the political system. The three branches are they're the ones that they always use it to control the rest of us. Well, the, 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 the if you understand the basic principle that government is force, and if you can control that force, then you you can control the people. You see. So it's right. it's a, the 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 our founding fathers broke up the force of government into three branches, the and they were very clever in what they did, but the subversion of government comes through the love of money. So it doesn't matter how you frame the government, if you can create an entity that has the authority, a corporation that has the authority to print their own money. It doesn't matter what the form of government, it, at, from the, at that point, you're done, you're through. They can control every organ of government, and that's what they have done, by printing yeah. money. The money side. It's, the Babylonian world, but then the other side is the religious side, and how they've twisted uh, the peer principles of Christianity and turned it into what we now know as Judo-Christianity. Well, By the way, know, the, yeah, uh, right. I mean, they, they go they go hand in hand. I mean, we're, we're talking about witchcraft here. I mean, yeah, this is absolutely. this is witchcraft 
and and uh, the the money powers. That's religious as well. See, religion permeates all aspects of society. Everything you do, okay, is it pivots off of religion. So your religion will determine who you are, what you are, how you react to things, how you act. And so, yeah, it's, I mean, that's the core of that, that, you know, that's the core conspiracy. It is religious. Yeah. Well, at least all roads lead to Rome. Uh, uh, Okay. Trump's uh, family name was Drump before they changed it to Trump. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And then uh, Bill Clinton's real name, what uh, was childhood name before he changed it to Clinton, was William Jefferson Blythe the third. Interesting. And okay. Trump's great mentor that he just brags about, just like he bragged about about the other. Of his, it's amazing how it's, all the kids. The, oh my gosh! The Jewish mafia has taken control of government. I'm sorry, folks. He said, you're an anti-Semite. You know, if you listen, give me a chance, and I'll, t- I'll tell you about your group too. By the way, mm-hmm. first of all, there ain't no such things as there's only one race, the human race. Let's get that out of the way. You cannot, in any way, rationally think that the only difference that, to actually distinguish race based on the color of the pigment of your skin and whether you have kinky black hair or not. That's insanity. That's madness to think that there's anything else than one race. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting you mentioned that. And very few people have actually perceived that that is one of the biggest frauds is the idea of identifying race by physical appearance. You see, in the olden days, the race was determined by your your nation of origin. So you had the English race, the British or the, uh, the German race, the French race. People, you know, race is a sociological. It's not science. It was your nationality. It wasn't your race. Yeah, it, nationality. It, it's, it's always it's, been sociological. In fact, there was a there was a Supreme Court case where they were called on to determine whether somebody was being racially discriminated against, and the Supreme Court determined that race is is that has nothing to do with science, that the physical characteristics of people cannot be categorized, that it's completely sociological. And by the way, you know what's interesting? You know when they started breaking up and determining that person's race was determined by their physical appearance? You know when they started doing that? I would imagine it's sometime after uh, Darwin. Bingo. You got it. Okay. Absolutely. With Darwin's theory of evolution, suddenly, see, the full title of his book is the... um, I know it was natural selection, natural yep. selection, and the survival of the favored races. That's right. He was a racist, and well, yeah. he well, this hey, you listen, know, listen, the definition of a racist is this, okay? And if you believe that there are races, you're a racist. That is the definition, folks. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. whether you think blacks are better than whites, or whites are better than black, or whatever. Jews are better. You know, if you believe in races, you're a racist by mm-hmm. definition. No way getting yeah, around point. it. No good way getting point. around it. So anyways, the other thing is just uh, Roy Kahn, K-O-H-N, Trump's 
gay mentor shows him. Oh, Roy oh, a okay. lawyer in New York. Oh, yeah, and was masterful. What was he well, well known for? Stirring up the pot, lying about stuff, making a havoc and a mess wherever he went. Well, he destroyed uh, Joe McCarthy. He oh, undermined yeah. Joe McCarthy. They, Joe McCarthy brought him in. See, when McCarthy was going against communism and investigating communism, every every rock he, he, he lifted and looked under, all the communists were Jews. And so in order to appease the Jews, because he was a politician at heart, he brought Roy Cohen, a Jewish lawyer, on his team. And the that was the beginning of the end for him. Uh-huh. Roy Cohen worked to undermine and destroy oh, Joe McCarthy. Totally. totally. Master of public relations. Just looking at oh, guys gay, renowned pedophile, and, oh, and it's Trump's mentor. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. I mean, all you do is look it up, and Trump's the one saying it. Yeah. That, that means that when it comes to, to, to uh, also, when you look at uh, sophistry, it was not just slowly committed or, you know, the Jesuits. <laughs> But you do learn from him if you're, you know, go to, you know, choose to to learn it. And the ability to lie, to do, use double speech, to uh, so you, we got here. We, the thing is, I found what was truly fascinating. What I found, Edward, was how many uh, brothers in Christ supported Trump. Names that you and I know. They're supposed to be inspired by the Spirit of God. And I'm going to tell you something. I am so dis... Uh, and I and thousands of folks like me, if not millions, are so disappointed with the leadership of the alternative media and how all of them... How could they miss what was so... It was right there. The re- they didn't miss it. I hate to say this, Edward, but the majority of these guys that maybe are friends ain't what they say they are. How would you possibly miss? How could you possibly support a guy like Trump? Clear connections with Zionism, whose children are all being married off by uh, to Jewish. Part of the Jewish plutocracy. Uh, so proud of the fact that his daughters are married Jewish guys, and they're going to be running his business, and they're going to be advising him, and all the other, all the, and all those other advisors. I just, I'm so, I am. You know what? I can tell you one thing: I will never listen to any of them again. The reason why I changed my format and I'm going a different direction because I realize that I'm alone. I'm alone. Now you, so you've changed now. What, what, it's no longer you, nothing but the truth. I'm moving on in a different direction because you know, uh, it's just, it's just. I hate to say this, but the biggest liars, the biggest deceivers that I've ever met, are those who say that they're followers of Jesus Christ. Not all, especially those who mix that with money. Uh-huh. 
You know what I'm saying? They probably know some of the guys that I'm talking about right now that you personally know and I know. And I'm so disappointed in them. They knew better. There's no way they didn't know better. With their ability to research and dig into stuff, how could they possibly miss with something? Literally, all it takes is a couple type in a few little words. It could yeah. be warning. They could have been warning we the people of what's really going on. But they sold us down. Now, you know what? So when we see Trump, you know, is this next stage of pushing us further into this third world war and I was having us fight more mad wars and seeing our children die for no damn good reason for Satan himself. I'm pissed. I'm very pissed. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. there's, there's hardly anybody. There's nobody will listen. No one will listen. So, you know, it's, I don't, to me, I don't, I'm just laying it all out there because you know what, what are they going to do to me at this point? They poison my body with their freaking vaccine programs in the 60s. And they singled out, I know what they did. I know what they did. My father was majority Native American. So they singled us out. And how would he get a guy who was second all-state tailback in, in Ohio, and his sons are all riddled in disease? You think it was vaccinations? I know. <laughs> I'm just, well, let me rephrase it. I cannot say I know. 100% sure. But what are the odds? Well, all you, all you have to do is look at uh, look at the autism rate. It's gone from 1 in 10,000 to basically 1 in 60. 1 in 60 child children. And yeah, they're autistic. dumbing us down. Who wants to dumb us down? Who wants to dumb us down? Yeah. That's what, you know, all you have to do is don't follow the money, follow where the power is. Who wants to dumb us down? You know, our, we, we have served their purpose. The, big, the next big show is the big war. You know, the rubbing the Zionists against the Mohammedists. Yeah, we all we, right. all we we uh, we all know what the state of Israel is about. Yeah, that's going to that, you know. There's high probability their great grandchildren won't even. It will be an aftermath, an afterthought, because since the beginning, or at least the, the very almost the beginning of the Roman Empire, we know that the Jewish element has always been a, a ruling minority. And they don't give a crap about that region. Why, why is that temple still there? Why is that Muslim mosque there? You and I both by the know way, that. By the way, that, that temple is not truly a temple. Did you know that? That's actually Fort Antonia. The, the yeah. Western Wall. Yeah. The Western yeah. Wall is not the Western Wall of the Old Temple. The Old Temple was destroyed just as Jesus prophesied. Not one stone was left upon another. And what is left standing is the fort, the Roman fort. And so the Western Wall is not the Western Wall of the temple. And so people have been so deceived in that even, even the Jews, they think they're praying 
at the western wall of the old temple, and it's not. It's, an, it's a Roman fort, for goodness sakes. Yeah. Well, it, most of them won't be around anyways, right? Who cares? <laughs> I mean, I hate to say that. No, I really do care, actually. But that's the attitude that the ruling elite have. We know why they created that thing. That blue hexagram, they know, the, the 666 all over it. Mm-hmm. You know, we know exactly what, I know exactly what's going on. <laughs> I could, have you ever looked into um, the uh, 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 the UN, or the, the Mediterranean Union? Not the EU, but the Mediterranean Union, and what it looks like. Looks no. exactly like the old map of the Roman Empire, the old Roman Empire. Hmm. That's right. <laughs> Most people won't even, they'll think I'm nuts for talking this way, but why would they be interested in reestablishing the old boundaries of the Roman Empire? Now, why was that important back then? Well, it was important because they owned everything, all the real estate surrounding all the Mediterranean. So they, they controlled any, as far as trade goes, into Africa and into Western Europe and Eurasia and Asia Minor. Yeah. Well, a big part of Eurasia and Asia Minor. So if you dominate that whole area, religiously, banking, right? Banking's a big issue here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The Federal Reserve. I mean, it's, all, it's so obvious what they're doing to us. And so here we go. You know, we live, what's it, here you, you and I, you know, we figured out that NASA's full of crap. I hate to use the language, but that's, let's just be honest. They lie to us about everything. Yeah. Yeah. And everything. To the moon. Everything. And, and you know what? As, as I realize now, I, I think back to when I, when I used to watch on television, when they would shoot up the Apollo rockets on the way to the moon, right? And they would show the trajectory. And as I'm watching the trajectory of the rocket, it would the angle, it would go in a parabola, okay? And as the rocket got more distant and they had the, uh, the zoom lens on the camera and they're watching, you know, the, the, uh, the rocket go, it would suddenly, as it goes on its parabola, it would, it would be parallel to the ground. And I'm, I, I can't think of myself, that makes no sense. It makes no sense. Why, why are they going parallel to the ground? Why wouldn't you want, if you go into space, just shoot straight up to space? It didn't make sense to me. And all my life, I just like, wow, I guess they know what they're doing. And I did not realize, of course, now as an adult, now I realize it's a big scam. They were shooting that thing off in the ocean and it crashed in the ocean. There was, they weren't going into space. <laughs> It'd be easy to do, and you know, there's there's designated areas at, at the Great Lakes region and in the oceans where you, you can't go, you can't dive, you can't do anything. I wonder why. In the Great Lakes, I'm talking. Well, not only yeah, the Great Lakes, but also in the ocean. Uh huh. I mean, just look it up. Well, yeah, there's, Antarctica is, is 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 pretty much off limits to anybody. Uh, you yeah, have to get permission from uh, you know many different countries before. They'll allow you to do anything in Antarctica, and there's uh, there's and there's areas and you know up, you know in the Atlantic and in the Gulf that the you know, average person is not allowed to to go. Mm-hmm. You know they call it stuff like you know uh, 
but a, this little range or whatever they call it, what do they call that? It's a range of uh, uh, government. Oh, what do they call the government land again? There's huge, vast areas of the United States. I don't know if you realize this, but over 25% of what we know as the United States of America has not been surveyed, land surveyed. In other words, people haven't been allowed, the average Joe, to actually walk on the land. That's how, that's well, how they the, operate. The, the, national, the, the whole idea of national parks is unconstitutional. The whole idea of wetlands is unconstitutional. And the, and the reason that they do that, okay, is in, it, it's, it, it's because of the national debt. You see, the people, our debtors, want to make sure there's assets backing up that debt. And so the government has an interest in taking as much land as it can. That's why that's being done. Right. But the problem is this. If you look at who were the investors in the, the originally uh, of this and who has always owned the mineral rights of the land, and the, everything leads back to the crown in England and to Rome and to the ruling bodies, the, the, the ruling elite, the blue bloods, Western Europe, and you know, so they've owned this crowd all from the get go. They own all the rights to begin with. They've just been using our ancestors to, you know, the conquest to, to conquer the land for them. And now mm. that we've they've done that, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to turn us into what they 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 they're going to richly reward us by turning us into a bunch of poor paupers. They have and have not. I don't know if you ever lived in Europe, but I have, and that's pretty much how it is. They have and have nots. And then they have nots to give them the, the, the two options of either being a Roman Catholic or a communist, especially in, in, in the mainland. It's all big farce. And, you know, mm. I, what I really feel bad is those the guys who have worked for the CIA and have worked for the FBI or are or, or all these guys that had good intentions, police officers, politicians that really believed, and how they all have been used. Mm-hmm. And I, people should be pissed off and angry. But, you know, they'll end up fighting each other, you know, blacks against the whites, and the, the, the you know, they'll blame it on this guy and that guy instead of, you know, really dealing with the, the reality. And the reality is is that we're in deep trouble. <laughs> it's beyond black and white, yeah. rich and poor. It has nothing to do you know, they realize this whole thing about class struggle, but they always have to put middle class and all that stuff. And the fact of it is there's a there's small groups of people. This whole thing about feudalism never left us. It just tra- was transformed in different uh, different systems to blind people so they didn't realize what the heck was going on. It's all the same thing. You know? Yeah. You go on and on and on and talk about, you can talk about the Huxleys and talk about you know, all these guys, uh, whether it's the Jewish um, oligarchs or the, the Roman Catholic oligarchs. Heck, you know, you know, look at India and, and their oligarchs and how they're they're just blending everything. You know, the Muslim oligarchs, you know, hate the hate the Muslims. They're evil and they're terrible. They got a terrible religion. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's inspired to say, was it their fault? It wasn't their fault. Yeah, you know, if the average Joe's in Muslim doesn't know what the hell happened to them. Where well, did it all come forced, from? They're, they're, actually, they're actually forced to uh, become Muslims. So conversion, and if you're born into a Muslim family uh, and, you're, and you're born a Muslim, you cannot convert to another religion. Uh, it's actually the uh, the death penalty to convert, to, particularly, and usually the conversion is to Christianity, uh, and they execute the people who convert. In fact, right. there was a there was a controversy in Afghanistan a couple of years ago where the execution of of one who converted to Christianity was made public, and uh, the uh, the Afghanistan government had to back off because it became known see so they couldn't they couldn't let it be known so what they did was they commuted his sentence because they deemed that he was insane <laughs> yeah but we because have to nobody we have would to... convert nobody in their right mind would convert to christianity uh and so they said he must have been out of his mind and so he was criminally insane <laughs> right but we have the same insanity going on here yeah we do i mean look at we have we got things like NASA and the 500 years aligned with the whole world about what the what it actually looks like yeah to its own people I mean I think yeah, our we, system our system probably is if not as cruel crueler yeah okay it's you know the system that you and I live under this form of whatever it is communism what the heck you know it's just Whatever label you want to put it on, the fact that matters. The average Joe will never own any property. Will never. He doesn't even have the right to do ownership of his own car, his own kids, his own children. Excuse me. Fact of the matter is that's the, that's the reality of things. Yeah. And uh, you know, they can do anything they want. If they want to start a war tomorrow and draft all your kids, your children, and send them over and, and die for some stupid war like Spelly's War, why not? They can do it and get away with it. And if it bothers you, then they'll do. They'll start doing stuff like, oh, make some staged event like Kent State. Now, I'm not saying that people didn't die. It was an awful lot of photographers were there that day, Ed. And that image has been put and planted into uh, the people's uh, brain over and over again, just like Kennedy's assassination. It's amazing mm-hmm. how... The cameras were there just for the right angles and the right shots, don't you think? Right in front of a, a Freemasonic Lodge. Hey, heck, even President Bush was there. What the heck? Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> I hate yeah. to sound so cynical, but at this point... Well, he had people, to earn his bones. He had to earn his bones, see? That's right. That's what it's about. They, you don't get ahead unless you take part in the big, the big event whatever the big event happens to be in, in the particular era. So you're going to see a lot of the soldiers who have proven themselves and uh, then they'll rise to the ranks of authority after having proven themselves. And it all starts, uh, you know, you know, in the, in the early stages of being introduced into the pre Masonic lodges and then uh, to get higher and higher uh, they have to prove themselves, earn their bones, just like in the mafia. Right. So once they once they've established that they're they're on board with the program, 
and they move up. And you mentioned NASA. The astronauts are in that same group. Uh, many of them, if not most, were Freemasons. And they proved themselves, okay? Then, they're, then, then once they prove themselves, they're put on the big stage. And huh. NASA, NASA boy, is, just, is a, boy, an intelligence did, agency. Boy, didn't those guys, they looked awfully uncomfortable on the big stage, didn't they? Didn't you see that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out what happened. Something wrong happened. And I remember when they came back from the moon. Remember that when they, they were in the trailer and yeah. Nixon was standing outside and they were in a Airstream trailer on the aircraft carrier and Nixon was talking to them. Remember that? Yeah. And they were, they were secluded. All right. They could not. Uh, in other words, they kept them really completely uh, sealed from the public or anything. And then they did not have a public interview. That press conference was actually several days later, if you recall. They quarantined them. They said they had to quarantine them after having come back from the moon. Uh, and I can't remember what the reason was. I think it had something to do with health. <laughs> but I was very, even as a child, I was very suspicious of that. I thought, that is very strange, okay? I mean, I wasn't a child. I was probably a teenager. This would have been 19, what was it, 1969? So, yeah, I would have been a th 13 years old, maybe. Uh, but in any event, I, I thought it was very odd at that time. I was thinking to myself, why? Why, why would they, yeah, I guess they must have reason. But I thought it was suspicious. I was very suspicious of that. And uh, something was going on. Something was going on. And when well, they appeared, the at contradiction that was so evident. The, so, the contradiction is so evident. The greatest oh, yeah. accomplishment it was so, it was ever, so mankind. You think you would be jumping on the tables? Everybody yeah. Ticket parade and everything had been going on and on and on. And it would have been the greatest, most you know, exciting. Right. Uh, view of all time. Instead, it was like, uh, well, I don't remember. Did you see? St I don't remember seeing stars. I'm, I don't know. I didn't see stars. I'm, I, when is this going to be over with? So the, gosh, I hope they don't. They yeah. don't kill. Oh, it's, they, it's clear. They don't, it's clear don't kill that they. You know, to me, it's clear they were woodshedded, yeah. and they were out there uh, against their will. They did not want to be there. Um, yeah, it, it. They were under major stress. You could tell. Well, and the thing happened. is, the thing is demonizing those guys, that's part of the, this whole issue, too, is, is wrong. In the end, the more you think this out, you realize these guys didn't have, what would you do in their situation? What would you do if they were woodshedding you and they were telling you, hey, listen, well, if you say anything, your wife's going to be dead, your children are going to be dead, your parents are going to be dead, and, you know, they'll just, they'll just erase you and your whole family from the history. Mm -hmm. gonna, or if you play our game, You'd be set for life. Well, well, what would you do? That's right. the question. Well, because another thing, too, <laughs> another, another thing, they actually had prepared, Nixon already had prepared a speech in the event that they, um, they died. So that was part of the plan. So if things didn't work out for the astronauts. Apparently they had it planned out that they were not going to make it back they never went there. We know that they they wouldn't make it back from the studio, I suppose. 
Um, <laughs> well, it's pretty dangerous when you got uh, guys with, uh, you know, guns pointing at your head and and all the power in the world to to, to uh, pretty much erase you from history. So, anyways, uh, yeah, tell me, tell us tell a couple uh, since you're. It's fascinating. One of the things that I fascinately researched uh, that I discovered, you know, because we're told that there's no such thing as satellites. Darn it, there actually is. Have you, have you had a chance to look into satellites? <laughs> you got it. That's exactly what they are. Yeah, the yeah, satellites. One of one of Google's balloons crashed recently. <laughs> so there is satellites, but they're satellites. Yeah, since the 1960s, 1959, and they got this now. These balloons, and I had no idea. And most people, I, I don't know if you knew this, Ed, but these balloons can last up there for a long freaking time. I'm not talking months. They got it documented. These things are lasting for a decade or more. There's one that's been launched that's uh, been up there for over 15, 17 years. Isn't no that amazing? Way. Yeah, and so. You know, because if you look at the International Space Station, if you really look at the reports and and how it, you know, it's you know, the quote unquote gravitational pull of the Earth, how many times it should have crashed into the Earth by now? Mm-hmm. How's it supposed to be still staying up there? If it is staying up there, we don't know. We're not talking deep, deep space now, are we? And they could be up. Yeah, they a- could. They could. They could be up there thirty, you know, forty miles. And you and I wouldn't have any kind of a clue. And the one thing well, that we're being shown, let's think about this, because why show us the real thing if they haven't showed us the real thing about anything else? There's actually no reason, yeah. no reason to show you the real thing. Well, interesting thing, you mentioned the ISS. They On February 1st, they actually broadcast, and uh, the two astronauts, a male and a female, were each wearing one an Atlanta Falcon and the other a New England Patriot jersey, right? When was this? And, uh, when was this? Oh, this was on February 1st before the Super Bowl, okay? No the, the Super Bowl, I think, was a couple days later. I'm not sure what date the Super Bowl was, but it was just a couple days before the Super Bowl. And it was like um, a press conference, and it was all staged, okay? But when you look on the website, it's like, well, how did they get those jerseys? Because the last flight to go to the ISS was announced as December 9th. Well, on December 9th, only two teams had been eliminated from the run for the Super Bowl. So how did they know which jersey to put to send up? Well, it turns out later that, in fact, they showed up uh, a film, and I don't know if this was caught by NASA and they decided they better, they better put something out or what, but they had them opening a box with all the jerseys in the box, okay, all the jerseys from the NFL, okay? Well, here's the, here's the thing that is the rub and the fly in the ointment for that whole story. You see, the Atlanta Falcons were the home team, right? And they got to select what color they would wear. They could either wear their light-colored away jersey or their dark-colored home jersey. Well, they did not make that decision until um, after they had won the NFC championship. Well, how did NASA know to send up the dark home jersey for Atlanta? 
See what I'm saying? They said they they um, announced that they had sent up 32 jerseys. How did they know which one was the right one? How did they know that the Atlanta Falcons would choose the uh, the the home jersey when in fact it had been already uh, many teams that were the home teams actually picked their away jerseys uh, for you know because apparently there's a there there has been a recent trend where the away the the person who wears the away jersey uh, is more likely to win or something I don't know something like that but anyway I thought that was kind of interesting. What about Casey? Remember what Casey said? No. Oh, yes. 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 How about yeah. that? Yeah. You well, right. What did he say? Yeah. He said that the um, uh, we know that we have, the CIA has accomplished their mission when everything the American people know is a lie. There you go. It's all fixed. It's self-evident to me, Ed, that uh, the mafia has been running this country since the get-go. They just mm-hmm. they said what they you know you can they would call it Freemasonry you can call it whatever you want to call it. it doesn't matter in the end we're talking about organized crime syndicates syndicates mm-hmm. syndicates running what we know is the United States of America that's what's been going on all these things you know remember the you remember the days when they were really you know cracking down on organized crime why who were they extra cracking down on. Well, remember you for know. a long time. Remember for a be- long time, J. Edgar Hoover, who was the director of the FBI, uh, was of the opinion, and he announced that he did not believe there was such thing as organized crime. The mafia did not exist. Of course, it didn't. Okay. Sure. <laughs> until until the evidence forced his hand finally, when they discovered a meeting of the mafia chieftains in New Jersey. Uh, before that, his his uh, his mantra was there is no such thing as uh, the mafia or organized crime. That's the Illuminati. That's the simple. That's you know what we know. They like to say the Illuminati. Well, that's what it is. It's organized yeah. crime. It's yeah. organized. It's organized wickedness and sin. They created just as Tupper Saucy said mm-hmm. in his book, "The Rules Are Evil." He said, "You know." Um, they just got a bunch of. I'm going to paraphrase it, but what he's basically was saying is a bunch of thugs running this place. Yeah, then that's a, that's the way it is. I mean, it's hard for us to fathom because we were, thank goodness, we're not part of it, or it didn't have weren't in, 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 uh, deep enough. But that's what it comes down to. This this the system that we live under. What do you want to call it? You want to call it Babylon? You can call it whatever you want. Babylon's a pretty good mystery Babylon, but it, what it entails is much more than what we can fathom. We got a guy who's president of the Corporation of the United States, the District of Columbia, who's whose mentor of all people, his mentor. I mean, I don't know how anybody could be Anybody who has any uh, just the slightest bit of, comp, of common sense, I'm not that smart of a guy. Ed. It's clear I'm not that smart of a guy, and I figure this stuff out. Well, it's <laughs> this is this is a question of courage 
and wisdom uh it's and and, and honesty so yeah it this is this does not figuring this out does not take uh, a great intellect it simply takes courage and uh and the you know the you're you're to be honest with yourself and with others so it, you know George Washington was greatly admired because of his courage and his honesty uh now he wasn't he wasn't brilliant but he's probably the greatest man of his time I mean think about it um now I, I don't know how you view George Washington um but the man uh would I mean in the in this is a guy who when he walked in a room that would have Benjamin Franklin uh John Adams uh Thomas Jefferson, and they'd all be the room would come to a hush when he'd walk in. Now, I, 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 I'm not a hero worshiper. Okay, there's only one person I worship. All right, and that's Jesus Christ. But my my point is that the if you if you're honest, okay, and you have courage with that honesty, that goes a long way in changing this world. Okay. So I know that, uh, you know, people want to denigrate uh, George Washington when I speak uh, uh, speak about him saying he was a Freemason. Well, he actually spoke about Freemasonry, by the way, and, uh, and it was not flattering. Uh, he was actually given an honorary. He was made an honorary Mason. See, the Masons are very slick. Sure. Uh, they, they, like to ride, they like to ride the coattails of those that they haven't initiated. So it was after uh, Washington gained his fame that the Freemasons made him an honorary Mason. And understand this, Washington was not a Christian, okay? He did not have uh, a great deal of spiritual awareness. He was a deist, okay? And so he was ignorant ignorant of Freemasonry, he was ignorant of a lot of the conspiracy that was around him. Uh, you know, he uh, he was ignorant of the machinations of Alexander Hamilton. Uh, there are a lot of things that 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 Washington did that were not good for this country. Okay, but he tried the best he could with the light he was given. He tried to be an honest, uh, and he tried to he tried to be a good president who was doing his job, unlike recent presidents we've had, who I believe are subversives, who I believe are looking out for their interests and the interests of very powerful people, not the interests of the people. Absolutely. I mean, I'll I'll forgive somebody who makes a mistake, but somebody who does something on purpose to subvert our government and subvert our liberties? No, I have no time for that. Well, my, my feeling about Washington is I wasn't there. And uh, <laughs> so it's real easy to judge uh, other men when you're not there. But when the president that we have, that's the quote elect president to Donald Trump, is blatantly says that his mentor was Roy Cohns or Cons, C O H N, us you know, renowned homophobic gay lawyer. Who liked doing no, not more. homophobic, homosexual. No, actually, he played. See, this was part of his strategy, was to mess with people's heads. While he was going, you know, 
knocking homosexuals, he himself was a homosexual. See, this is the thing. That's what I'm this saying. Is, so the thing is, is with Donald Trump, if really, whatever you, you hear him say, it's going to be the opposite. It's the usage of sophistry, right? Mm-hmm. And, and casualty. So, you know, uh, it's just uh, it would just, un, just under no that what you're dealing with is it's, uh, you know, double speech, right? Double speak. And mm-hmm. uh, what we learned from, uh, you know, 1984, which I think really he was talking about, although he was projected in, into the future, he was actually talking about his time. I don't think anything's changed. It's just that it's gotten better at thanks to technology. I think there's, uh, it's just, uh, you know, there's an awful lot of information out there. You can go down an awful lot of different paths and roads, and that's what they want you to. That's what they want oh, you yeah. to. Oh yeah, I mean, you know? well, I mean, double speak is is a, I mean, that, that's being practiced today. Uh, you know, you, you can you see that in universities, for instance. You, are you telling me that these people who are PhDs don't know the world's flat? I can tell you right now, they fully do. Well, the at the highest levels, at the highest the, levels, they they remember these people spend their lives studying this, and sure. so and so you spend your life studying something and being an expert on it, and you're going to be wrong. I don't think so. Stop and think well, about it. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's, a, it's, it's a brilliant system to. Inst- Enslave uh, the masses, especially with like the uh, tender, the tender system, because you know you can't speak the truth if you if you go against the quote unquote, well the party line. Once again, that Orwell talks about the if you, if you go against the party, well <laughs> you you'll be um, well you'll be ostracized. You'll lose your tender. Mm-hmm. You'll lose your your retirement. Your children's opportunity to have anything in life. That's the way it goes. That's I yeah. mean, that sounds an awful lot to me like how a, a gang would work. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. Yep, yep. Yeah, that is the way a gang works, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ed, Ed, you know what? I hope that we have a series of this because we didn't get hardly in close to. Uh, talking about the flat earth, but the problem with this whole issue about the flat earth is that it encompasses everything. Yes, it does. Yes, so it does. I hope that you'd be willing to join me in very the near future, not months from now, but hopefully weeks from now. I know you're a busy man and you got all your projects, but we got a lot to talk about, don't we? Yes. Well, it was good talking with you, Mike, and thank you for having me on. Yes, and I, I have a, a YouTube channel, so I'll put it up there now, so hopefully uh, we get a little more uh, traffic. I noticed that uh, back in December, uh, it was uh, Israel, some guy. Oh, I guess you're getting, you're getting your fair share of attacks, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. You're making a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're starting to make a difference because you're getting all sorts of... Uh, uh, of people attacking you, I noticed that. So yeah, that's a good well, you know, sign. You, yeah, <laughs> that's when you know. That's when you know you're over the target. Yeah, when you catch the most flack. Lots of stuff to think about. Well, my friend, uh, prayers are with you, and uh, you keep fighting the good fight. And I, 
you're you're at the swamp there, man. I can't imagine what it must be like for you. It's easy for me to be, you know, talk tough and all that in my situation. It's it's a lot more of a challenge in your situation. And I recognize that. So my hat's off to you. Well, thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me. Good talking with you. And uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll reach out to you in a week or two or email you and see when you can be willing to do it next. And um, thanks for doing it in such a short notice. And um, I think, uh, you know, every time we get a chance to talk, it's, it's a good conversation, I think. Yes. So, we, right. might not, we might not agree on everything, but we agree on the big issues. So that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Take care. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Folks, Ed Henry, and uh, once again, his book, uh, The Greatest Lie on Earth, Proof That Our World Is Not a Moving Globe. Um, Does he have all the answers, correct answers in his book? Who knows? But the big issue issue is, is the fact what our world looks like is not what they tell us. They that the heliocentric model is a flat-out lie, and they know that. And it's more than a deception. It's a strong delusion. If you want to look about the, uh, the uh, well, a Zionist element of uh, the organized crime syndicate that uh, is controlling our lives, you can look uh, into the solving of... Uh, the mystery of Babylon the Great, and whether you like, if you you know, you know, he uses a lot of scripture to defend his, but he also uses a lot of other things, evidence, and that kind of thing. So, I guess you, no, that's not, I'm, I totally got that wrong. You know, it's nine eleven. Which are you still there, Ed? <laughs> if you're left, no, uh, shoot. What's Ed's book on nine eleven? And then I'll close it up. Ed, Edward, I forgot about that. Sometimes I forget about things. So, Edward Henry, Edward Henry, excuse me, um, 9-11, did an excellent book on 9-11. It's very controversial because, you know, but some people, uh, so 9-11, enemies, foreign, and domestic. And if you want to understand the uh, Zionist element that was involved heavily in 9-11, I think it's worth a read. All right. Uh, Toronto, thank you for joining us and all those that will be listening in the future. Fight the good fight, will you?